Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting us come across your airways, spending the morning with you, the afternoon, whatever time you pull down this podcast or listen to us on the radio. We're just pretty thrilled to have you. We've been cruising along in the book of Proverbs. We went from Proverbs 11. We were talking about standing upright, standing integrity, doing those right things and so significant, so important. And uh, now we've been on chapter 12. We're talking about weeds, weeds, words, deeds, and (laughs) destiny. I'll tell you, man, there are weeds in my head, I guess, because I got, I got that one wrong. But uh, it, I think it's, you know, as we looked, Stephanie, as we continue to look at the book of Proverbs in chapter 12, over and over again, we're being shown right and wrong. I mean, this is a study that probably every kid uh, in America should have. This is a study that every human being should get. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is one of those. It's probably COVID again. <clears throat> Here we go. This, this is a study that we all should have. And I don't say that. I know people out there have caught COVID and died. My sister among them and very good friends of ours, people we love and, and cherish. So, I'm, you know, it's terrible when you got to, you know, explain everything. We, I mean, I wish this whole Greek alphabet COVID thing would move along, man, so we can get on with our lives. But uh, I think the important thing we need to understand is wicked and righteousness are more than wicked and righteousness. Wicked and righteousness are, uh, do we leave something behind? Wicked and righteousness, are we good human beings? Wicked and righteousness, do we take care of our families? Wicked and righteousness, do we love our spouses? Wicked and righteousness. Do we love our friends? Are we all in for each other? Are, I mean, this is big. This is more than just one little thing we're talking about. It's more than, hey, I'm growing the wheat to make bread and I grind it. I make bread. It makes me feel good all over. It's more than that. The idea behind that is I'm willing to use my hands. I'm willing to feed people. I'm willing to do these things or those that are chasing after the millionaires, zillionaires, the the cool people, the people that they write. I am not a respecter of man. That's what God tells us. He doesn't respect men and neither should we. We respect the positions they're in and things of that nature, but this is about God. So Stephanie, with all that, we always start off with our knuckleheaded moment. I know you're in the ready mode for that. So you might be a knucklehead if. Well, Doug, you might be a knucklehead if you're, if you're purposely rude to your friends. Um, you know, and, and I, that sounds like an oxymoron, but if you're really someone's friend, if you see him in the store, you're not going to avoid them. You're going to like go over and make their day and say, Hey, how you doing? It's awesome to run into you today. Even if you're busy. That's just common courtesy. You know, wave to them, smile. It's okay to smile. You know, some of you haven't smiled since, uh, you know, the first Bush administration or something. (laughs) Pull the old smile out. If you got a couple gaps and some knockouts out there, show them to people. Praise God. It's a new way to sparkle. Man, give people a smile. And, you know, uh, a hug if they're close to you. You know, the Bible says to greet each other with a heavenly kiss. You know, kissing on each cheek. We don't do that anymore. But at least throw people a smile. At least uh, say hi to each other. You know, it's a cool thing to recognize each other. Say, hey, Stephanie, what are you doing? You know, across the bread counter. It might freak her out a little bit, but she's 
got no choice but to say hi back, praise God. <laughs> you know, so get it out there. So do that. So doing all that, Stephanie, what's another thing that we don't say or do or that we do say to people with PTSD? Wow, something that I would highly recommend um, not doing is what I just said. If, if you have a friend with PTSD and you purposely are rude to them or avoid them in the store, um, that's going to mess them up. Um, and I know that you're, you'll be like, oh, brother, everything messes somebody up with PTSD. But seriously, if, if you claim to be someone's friend who has PTSD and you you see them, they see you in a store and you purposely do, are rude to them, that that causes a deep, deep hurt and wound because here you claim to be their friend, but you're treating them like dirt in public. And that's going to leave them going home saying, at least in my case, what did I do wrong? How did I offend them? What did I possibly do that hurt them? Yeah. When in reality, it's just you were rude. And yeah. so don't, don't do that. Be don't do if you yeah. someone and be their friend. You know, and, and folks, full disclosure, I mean, Stephanie and I are high sayers and huggers. And when we see friends and people, my wife's the same you way. Don't that's, that's, yes, no, you go hide. I mean, unless, unless yeah. you've been. You know, so at least be a high sir. You know, there's no responsibility to hug. I do give sideways hugs to women. I give full hugs to men unless they're the stinky ones we talked about a couple of days ago. <laughs> you know, and, and and sometimes and I know it sometimes that comes with hard stuff, Stephanie. I mean, you're at church, you're in the back, and you know, this eighty eight year old lady comes along, gives you a hug, kisses you on the forehead, drools all over your body. But you know what? I'm still gonna do it, praise God. You know, I, I'm still going to hug and love people and care about them. And once in a while, you're going to get spit on you. You know, once in a while, you're going to, some people are going to rub some boogerage on you once in a while, you know, people hug, you don't wash their hands sometimes after they use the bathroom. I get that, but just love people, man. It's the problem with, did I go to a bad place with this? I may. Went this place again, but see, this is why, this is why God put you in our lives. Cause this is who Joseph is without even trying. So yeah. And just, oh, yeah. We, we got to be there, man. We we got to talk this through. If we don't, we're never going to be the people we want to be. So if you talk it through, <laughs> you know, we're huggers, we're lovers, we talk to people, we love on people. That's what that's talking about, just loving on people. And, you know, our, and really, you got to ask yourself this question, too. I think, are we, uh, and, and I think Stephanie did really good at that. Are we engaging other people in our lives? Because, you know, sometimes we're kind of shy, Stephanie. So, you know, all joking aside, not trying to put anything weird out there, but some people are introvertedly shy. So even so, but you know that, you know, the people who are shy. So even a, a hand wave from you saying hi is better than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, yeah, so let's just leave it at that and keep on going in the book of Proverbs chapter 12. But I'm telling you, even if you're shy, it's a, at some point you got to get rid of the shy. To, you're not going to get married to go out with anybody if you stay too shy not to do anything, you know? I mean, so let go of some of that shyness or at least wave to people, throw them a smile. You know, a smile makes a difference. Even if you just do the tight lip smile, I've taught Stephanie, ki Stephanie's kids, the fake smile, the tight lip smile, the regular smile Smart. and the I'm having fun smile. And also I taught him one more smile, a baby while going to the bathroom with a diaper on smile. All those <laughs> smiles matter, you know, and you can learn a lot from those smiles. So be good to one another and smile at people. 
<laughs> and uh, even if you're giving them the tight lip one. So here we are. We're in uh, Proverbs <laughs> chapter 12. You know, again, words, deeds, destiny, what we're going to do, you know, what God it, it allows us to build upon his foundation with so that some way the things we worked on are here eternally, not because of us, but because of God, because of his works, because of what he does. But I want to be part of the work that's God's eternity. I want to be part of the work that stays here and helps people. I want to be part of the work that reaches out to people. I want to be part of the work that makes a difference. You know, sometimes I get on a roll and I don't even think I breathe. <laughs> I agree with you. Do you ever notice I- that? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I get rolling, man. It's that whole ADHD, OCD, DUMB mixing together. It's a, it's all that, man. But anyway, we're on chapter 12 and verse 12, 12, 12. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of righteous yieldeth fruit. And, uh, uh, you know, so the wicked, you know, they, they're wanting to catch or covet. I think that's got this idea of being covetous of evil men and what they're getting and what they're doing. And uh, it's just sad. You know, wicked is looking for more wicked. They're looking to grow their wickedness, to, to grow their wicked fortunes, whatever the case may be. Not that having money is evil. It's not. Uh, you can be as rich as the day is long and be righteous and be in God's will. And, but then it talks on the other end of this verse, it's talking about the root, root of the righteous. What's going to grow there, Stephanie, you know, Mm -hmm. it brings fruit. What's going to grow because of your life. What's going to grow because of your actions. What's going to grow because of the Holy spirit of God in your heart. What's going to grow because you're taking the high road. I mean, that's a big deal. And it's saying Mm -hmm. fruit and what does fruit do? It keeps on growing more fruit. And Mm -hmm. the fruit of the spirit, you know, I mean, that's where we're at. That's where we're hanging. What are you thinking? I agree. You're having a, God's giving us such a clear contrast here. And just, I think it's making it just so plain and simple that if you live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, you're going to be diligent. Okay. Diligence is going to be a part. Laziness is never a part of who God is. And I'm not saying that means it's wrong to rest or anything like that. But when you're just a lazy person, and I think we all know what that looks like, yeah, you're not going to have fruit. There isn't going to be anything to show, and you're going to end up being a welfare recipient kind of person where you'd much rather live on a socialistic government giving you hands out than lift your fingers and do actual manual labor. Yeah, those people drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the end of this verse is just, it's just, it's like God just says, if you will do, if you'll work, okay, yeah, there's always exceptions to these things. And I don't know why I have to know so many people that are the exception. I know. You know, like the free- <laughs> I know. Because it mess- then my brain starts playing games on me. But as a whole, and in heaven for sure, when you're serving the Lord, when you're making a difference, when you're working with your hands and making a difference in the lives of others, there it, it's going to, you're going to see the fruit of your labors. There will be good fruit. And, and, you know, I have to remember, remind myself of that even in situations of my own life where it's like the why comes back to haunt you of why did we, why did I invest so much love? Why did I invest so much of me just to have my back stabbed or just to be, you know, verbally slashed enough times to kill me. And then I look at this verse and I think of people that I, you know, the Hicks that I'll be best friends with for the rest of my life because of those times that 
by faith, we invested in people and invested in what God had called us to do. And so even in that, even if a big situation as a whole, yeah, dirty things happen to good people. Um, There's rotten people out there that are out to destroy good people. But in the midst of even those things, just as with Joseph, what men mean for evil, God means for good. And so remembering that when you're serving, when you're making a difference, when you're involved, when you're being diligent, when you're laying up treasures in heaven, it is never for nothing. Yeah. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. You just got wound up like I do there. You just kept it I rolling. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's more. I sensed it. Yeah. I sensed it. I felt good about it. And, oh, uh, you know, it. there are people out there, bottom line, again, Stephanie hit that so well. Uh, you know, the, the birds of the feather flock together. There's people out there trying to instill more wickedness to grow their wicked kingdom. And they lie about it and they try to fit in other things. God knows. You know, the root of a good man, the root of a good woman, the root of those who are godly, the root who are those who are sharing the gospel, the root who are those who are doing things for God grows fruit. And I want to be a fruit grower. And so now we're on Proverbs twelve thirteen, And Proverbs twelve thirteen said, The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. So again, you say things, you're caught. You know, you've been saying wicked things. You're trying to talk your way out of it. You're trying to do these different things. It, it eventually gets you into trouble. You get caught up in it. You get snared. Then you have to, you know, someone says, hey, did you say su- such and such? You know, uh, somebody who deals in these false stuff, Stephanie, these lies. And, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, you better have a good memory because mm-hmm. sooner or later you're going to contradict yourself. That's, that's the tough thing right there. Uh, yeah. but you know, that righteous guy or gal saying the right thing, uh, boy, you know, they, they, you know, God is using them and they get to be part of God overcoming the world. They get to be part of reaching out to generations. They get to part of seeing people saved. But I mean, how many times have you caught people lying and then lying to cover up their lies? How many times? I don't have enough fingers and toes for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're out there. Yeah. And uh, the clever, you know, and I got to lie. And then what did I lie about last time? Maybe I should write down, write down the lies. Maybe I should do that. I don't, it's just What's crazy. Better when they point blank lie, when you confront them about one lie, they point blank lie about that lie. Hence making like a third lie. It, it gets, it becomes a really nasty spider. Web, really. We got to get away from those knuckleheads. <laughs> That's just the yeah. bottom line. You know, there's knuckleheads among us, and we got to get away from them. I mean, they're they're everywhere. And uh, so I think the thing to do, you know, I, I think in my life, I think, uh, you know, a decision has to be made every single day in my life. And that decision is, God, I need your help. You know, mm. uh, I need your help to get through this day. I need your help. And, you know, we need help not to strangle these people, too. <laughs> but, you know, the, the wicked, they want to ensnare. They want to catch these things. And, uh uh, you know, that's going to get them in trouble. They're dealing with this falseness. I think we can squeeze 14. I think that comes with this here. And it says a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. And, uh, you know, a righteous man finds great blessings. I think, uh, when we're, when we're talking about, Oh man, my computer just went, don't you like that when your computer goes a little bit weird and uh, (laughs) it just starts shaking on you right in the middle of talking. And I have some notes I typed down here, but 
you know, a, a man will be satisfied with good things. A righteous man is always satisfied with the blessings that come his way, the fruit of his mouth, those good and encouraging things. Uh, you know, we receive, I think the bottom of that verse is not necessarily an opposite, but we receive what we work for. We receive what we represent. We receive what we're doing. And I think that's what that's all about, Stephanie. I think it's talking about, you know, you, you reap what you sow. I mean, what are you thinking there in 14? Yeah. Well, I think again, you said you made it, you kind of laid it out here for us. Yeah. Just, oh. just reaping what you're sowing. Yeah. And you're going to, again, our words come into play. Our actions come into play. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think, so, you know, this whole farmer thing. Now, did you guys have a garden when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah, we did too. And, uh, and then you had to build a fence around it. So the deer or the rabbit, whatever, didn't come and eat the things and the wolves and, uh, and things of that nature. But we didn't have wolves. yeah, we were much more country than you guys believe that or not. And Stephanie does live in the country, but we are much more of that. We lived on a 66,000 acre state forest in our backyard is where I grew up. But, but I remember this, you know, whatever you plant is what you're hoping to grow there. And there's mm-hmm. such a lesson lesson to be found in these verses that deal with you're reaping what you sow, these verses that deal with, uh, you know, a man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth, that, you know, what I speak, what I talk about, what I put out there, I should be happy with. Well, in that garden, when I put corn seeds in, you know what? I got corn. I never got cucumbers from corn or kernels. I, I, I never got corn from cucumber seeds. I, you know, and so on, we can keep on going, but when we put right things out there, when we, when we drop the good things, when we're putting the good things out there, then in return, we get good. Uh, we get to see God working. And, and I think more than anything else, as we go through this study, you know, the, the discourse where we're trying to go here is understand good breeds good. Righteous breeds righteous. You know, good is the biggest enemy of righteousness and uh, total success and greatness. It is because good, sometimes people think that's good enough. I see it in churches everywhere. You know, good is an enemy of great in churches. I see it all the time. You know, well, you know, we got enough people coming to pay the bills. You know, we got enough people. These people have a good attitude. You know, um, you know, my spouse and I are happy, whatever the case may be. Stop that stuff. That's an enemy of great. That's an enemy of godly stuff, getting better, growing. God doesn't leave us where we are. He never does. He wants us to keep going. And so, you know, so Stephanie, looking at all this, trying to put this together in terms of how we live our life, how we share that with those eight kids you got, how we convey to them that there's a right way to live and there's a wrong way to live. How do you do that? Well, I think you have to make those choices that you're going to serve the Lord. And when that stays your focus, a lot of these other problems become not so big of problems. The whole world and the things of this world go strangely dim in the light. Yeah. So, you know, I think this friends, I think this, if we're going to get something out of this uh, chapter 12 of the book of Proverbs, and we continue to look at these verses and we keep on talking about words, we say deeds that we do in in our destiny. So this comes down to, uh, does sharing the gospel, does doing those things, do they make a, make a difference in this world? You bet they do, but they make a difference for eternity. Does going down the wrong way to being just good enough, does that make a difference? I don't think it does. I think uh, God is great. 
God is that higher level, doing those things, sharing God, uh, getting rid of the wickedness in our world, that, that the fruit of our lips uh, be the fruit of the Spirit, that, are, that we're growing things that are eternal, that we're growing things that are great. I think we can do that, Stephanie. I don't, I don't think that's a real difficult thing. I think it just requires being sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's. It just requires, like I said, you have to be willing. You're going to be diligent for something, and you have to be diligent in pursuing God and His Word and His will. And in diligence, I think that's diligence really talks to daily. I think you can replace that word with daily, hourly, seconds, just being hopped in, always yeah. doing it, doing the right thing. I, I think over and over again, you can replace those words and, uh, and, and, and just do them and just know, know what God can do too. You know, that we're, we're so far away from, uh, in our country and doing the things, knowing what God can do. And with that in mind, we want to play a song for you today. And Stephanie's going to go ahead and mute her phone, but I want to play the song, The Martyr. This is a song, uh, really, it, it came out of the book of Acts and obviously Stephen, but it's a song that has a, a lot of influence, I think, in Stephanie and her children's life dealing with Charles and all those other martyrs, the Jim Elliots of the world, the Nick Saints, those different things, all those others in the world. I believe this song uh, talks about that and what God can do through her life. So let us play this song from you off our second CD, God Meant It For Good, Stephanie Wesco and family, called The Modern. My life was tradition, study and prayer. I strove to be worthy but found no way there. Then I heard of my Savior, His love for me, how He paid the price for my eternity. Christ was my glory, my life victory, His beautiful presence, my true reality. But standing for Jesus would come with a cost as I face the test of Oh 
Folks, finish well out there. Please listen to every word Brother Eric has to say about salvation. It's so important that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you say, I hear this message every day, Brother Doug, well, listen again. Lock it into your mind, those wonderful words of life, and share them with someone today. We sure do love you, folks. Happy to have a great day. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.